You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. When it comes to suffering, it's an experience. It's, it's something that's happening. It's not imaginary, it's happening. It's real. Suffering is experiencing something unpleasant. Something that's not pleasing to you. You would rather it not be going on in your body. You'd rather it not be going on in your mind. Because it's unpleasant. Suffering is... When you lose something, you want it to hang on to. It upset you when you lost it. You like the thing. And when you lost it, it just, it, it was painful. It really hurt. And uh, suffering is something that lingers. Some of y'all should have shouted amen because you went through some suffering and it just, it lingered. You can't just wish it away. You can't wish suffering away. Now, let me also say about suffering that suffering is a good thing. Yes, it is. Because according to Galatians 5 and 22, not just suffering, but long suffering is a fruit of the Spirit. You know, you know, it's good to go through something unpleasant sometimes as a Christian. So never, I, be, I better look at uh, Galatians 5. Let's go there. Let's go to Galatians 5 for a minute. You know how you can feel in your spirit that somebody ain't agreeing with something? That's what I felt. You know, that's what I felt. I felt that. Y'all still all right, though, right? 
Look at Galatians 5 and 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. What's the next one? The fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. One of the fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. What, what, what that means is that you're going to be benefited from long-suffering when God allows certain things to happen in your life. Because there's a fruit. A fruit produces benefits, a good. A fruit is something good. So because it's a fruit of the Spirit, it's something good that comes from God. God is Spirit. So long-suffering of the fruit of long suffering benefits something good. David, even in the Old Testament, understood it, and that's the reason he said on one occasion, it was good that I was afflicted. And affliction, in one sense, is suffering. He said, it was good that I was afflicted. Then Jesus himself, um, The Hebrew writer said, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience through the things that he suffered. Bottom line, suffering was good for Jesus. And if suffering was good for Jesus, it's good for Walker. You want to bring your name on in? Well, let's bring your name on in. If suffering was good for? It's good for? But see, if if suffering is going to be good for you, you have to be taught how to go through suffering. It ain't going to be good if you don't know how to go through it. See, because if you just sitting on the couch or laying on the couch saying, woe is me, your suffering is not going to be beneficial. Let me show you something. Uh, let's start in Philippians 4. Philippians 4. And consider what Paul Reveal in verses 12 and 13. Philippians 4, 12 and 13. The first two words are key. What are the first three words? Philippians 4 and 12. Paul said, I know, help me. Paul said, I know. Paul said, I know. Paul said, I know. And if, and if Paul reached this conclusion of, of Paul learned something, we need to learn it. We need to be able to say, I know how. What do you know how 
Paul, look at what he states. I know how to be abased, which is in a low place. And in one sense, a low place can be a place of suffering. I know how to abound, to be in a good place. Everywhere and in all things I have helped me both to be and to be both to abound and to he doesn't learn how to suffer need. In other words, he he was needing something, but but he learned how to wait until God met the need. Because the Bible tells us in Philippians 4 and 19 in reference to Christians that that give or do the right thing, that he'll supply your what? Needs. And even Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 33, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that things which refer to needs will be added, what? Unto you. God will supply need, whether directly or indirectly. But see, Paul said, I, I done learned. I have been instructed. I have been instructed. You have to learn how to go through suffering. One way you learn is through your past. See, the Bible says in Jeremiah 3 and 15, I'll give you shepherds or pastors according to my heart that will feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. Going to give you a pastor that, that, that's going to give you the know-how of how to go through trials, tribulations. Going to give you understanding of why God allows certain afflictions certain disappointments to happen in your life so you won't think so you won't be singing the song woe is me or have you a little pity party no because God allows certain things to happen and when he does so we need to understand and learn from it and appreciate it. Yeah. You agree? So from a pastor. But but let me let let's take it a little bit further. Let's go to uh James the first chapter. And this is what you have to do when you go through some suffering. James chapter one. You there? We'll start at verse 1, James 1 and 1. James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. They were scattered because of persecution. They were suffering. They, they, had, been, they had been put out their own house and had to find somewhere to go. Used to sleeping in a house, but when they were put out, some of them had to sleep outside. Wasn't that they were just homeless? They had been put out their stuff. That's suffering, ain't it? And so, not not only were they suffering, they were probably mad too. Can you identify? If somebody put you out your house, 
for no reason? Just persecuting you because you you Christian? You think that'll make you mad? Yeah, you sitting there in the cold. Suffering. Because somebody done put you out of your house and get this and took your stuff. That's a fight right there. You can be saved all you want this morning like you wouldn't fight, but yes, you would. You'd be ready to fight somebody. Somebody can just hit your car and you'd be ready to fight. Just depending. But anyway, getting back to the text. He was writing to folks that, that were scattered. But notice what he tells them. They're suffering, but notice he tells them, my brother encountered all joy when you fall into what? Because he knew they were going through a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of trouble. Knew they were suffering. And here he is telling, telling the brethren, count it all joy. You can't count certain things all joy unless you're Christian. You got to be Christ-like to do this. I think. Without faking. He said, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. But then he tells them why. He says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete. Look at this, lacking nothing. So if you suffer and you suffer right, when all is said and done, you're going to lack what? He, he was letting them know, you, you're scattered, you're homeless right now, but God going to bless you if you handle this right to the point to where you ain't going to lack nothing. And see, that's, that, that's what, what we have to understand. If, if we go through suffering and handle it right, be happy anyhow, just stay in the will of God, Keep thinking, talking, and doing according to what is written and revealed. God going to make sure we get in a place to where we don't lack one thing. That's powerful. I said that's powerful. You agree? Can we go further? All right, let's let's consider Hebrews eleven chapter. And I want to consider verses twenty-four and twenty-five. This is very important. Because it talks about faith. You you got to have faith when you're suffering. And faith comes by and hearing what? But also you have to consider 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk by, not by what? When you're suffering, you you can't go by what you see. You You have to just rely on God's word. And notice this right here. 
Hebrews 11, 24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age or grown, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, Pharaoh's daughter was rich. Moses, her son, or adopted son, if he would have stayed in that family, would have received riches. But see, Moses realized that when it came to uh, Pharaoh and Pharaoh's daughter, that they were idol worshipers. And see, he had to make a choice. Am I going to stay in this family of idol worshipers or am I going to worship the true God? If I stay with these idol worshipers, I'm going to end up getting some money or going to be rich. And that's even in the world. You, you can choose to do worldly things and, and you can be rich. The world can make you rich. You know, there's a difference between the riches of the world and the riches of, of God. But Pharaoh, when, uh, well, Moses, I should say, when he became of age, he, he said, look, I, I, can't, I can't be called a son of an idolater. I can't do that. I got to go. Now, this is faith. This is his faith now. Remember, it says, by what? He what? Look at the verse. Y'all looking at me. <laughs> Look at the verse. Stay with me now. By faith, help me. Moses what? To... Right? He refused. Now, if, if some folk had the opportunity to be wealthy, Even if it was through an idol worshiper, they would jump on it. Some of us in here would probably jump on it. They offered me a contract, but look at who offered you the contract. They saying that they're going to pay me $100,000 a year, but I'm going to have to work on Sunday. What would you do? I would obey God. And I wouldn't lie on God. Because money make folk lie on God. Some folk. You hear me? Look at, look at this. By faith Moses when he became of age refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to what? To suffer. Affliction. With who? The people of God that enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. See, even though he would have received the pleasure of being the son, because he would have had a good time. I don't care what you say. You can have a good time sinning. 
You can have a good time sinning. But it ain't going to last. Pleasure of sin only lasts for what? And some of y'all are sin. I don't, sin ain't pleasure. Yes, it is. You need to quit that line. When you were sinning, yes, you, you had, you wasn't sinning. How many, let me just, I, I ain't going to go down that road with you. But let me just ask this question. How many, when you were sinning, you enjoyed, you enjoyed it? Yes, you did. I hated sin. You didn't hate no sin. You hated it when, when you got addicted to some stuff, probably. But sin has pleasure. But, but notice what happens, though. The passing pleasure of sin. The pleasure don't last. And see, we found that out. You, you can be happy doing sin, but then you be like, oh, man, this sin messed me up. Man, I started, it sure felt good when it started, but good God, I done lost everything. And so, he was willing to suffer, but listen to me, Moses didn't suffer long. He suffered, he, he suffered, but when all was said and done, God blessed Moses bountifully. I mean, he, he blessed him bountifully. I mean, with overflowing blessings. See, because if you suffer with God or for him, you'll also reign with him. And so that's what happened. He suffered, but it did not last. It didn't last. His suffering did not last. Let me show you one more scripture in reference to suffering. Go with me to uh, 1 Peter. 1 Peter, third chapter. Verse 14. 1 Peter 3 and 14. Ready? Let's keep turning. Peter not that far from James. Or Hebrews. Yeah. First Peter 3 and 14. But even if you should suffer, for what? See, just because you're righteous don't mean you ain't going to suffer. You're going to suffer. If you, you're going to suffer as a person, period. You're going to go through something. Matter of fact, before I go any further, just look at somebody and just say to them just, just these words. Earth is not heaven. You know what that means? It, 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 it's no suffering in heaven. But earth is not heaven. You're going to suffer down here. You're going to go through something. You can lock yourself in a room. You still go. Trouble going to find its way in that room. You can go to a place that promised you nothing but happiness, but sooner or later, trouble going to find its way in that place or to that place because earth is not heaven. The only place you, you're not going to suffer is heaven. The only place. Suffering ain't permitted in heaven. I mean, understand that. And that's the reason we gave our life to Jesus, and one reason we gave our life to him, because we want to go to heaven 
and not have to worry about suffering no more. All right. Uh, again, First Peter 3 and 14. But even if you should suffer for righteous, righteousness sake, you are what? Good God from Zion. Did I read that right? No, you're going to have to help me read it this time. Ready? Read. But even if you, you are what? Let's make it personal. Bear it even if you suffer. Oh, I left y'all. Let me back up. If you want to go with me, you, you're going to have to go when I say one because I'm going hard. And don't, don't be, don't go hard with me. Y'all ready? One. Bear it. Even if you suck. You bless. You bless. That's the reason in the midst of your trouble, you should be talking about how blessed you are. Who going through something right now? You bless. Unless this verse wrong. This is God's word, so it's not wrong, is it? Bring it. Let's bring in Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth shall, but not, not the word. Suffering, but I'm blessed. And I'm going to tell you something. When, 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 you, when you walk in scriptures like this, you'll start thinking it. You'll start talking. And you'll start acting like it. But I don't need you to fake on me. I don't need, I don't need you to fake on me now because some folk good at fake. Well, I'm just going to fake it till I make it. You need to take that world and say it and throw it on the curb. That's a world is saying. No, if the Lord used Peter to tell us, even though we're suffering, because we're suffering for righteousness' sake, we're blessed. That means in the midst of your trouble, you're blessed. I said in the midst of your trouble, you are blessed. You're blessed. But see, you have to understand that. And, and you can't be blessed and certain things not manifest in your life. You can't keep talking how blessed you are and it not manifest in your life if you mean it. Why? Because the Bible is clear. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And he who loves it shall eat what? The fruit. That means what you say causes Things to manifest. Fruit is something that, that once it comes forth from that seed, it manifests. How many know an apple starts with the seed? And, and once you start seeing red, yellow, green, you know, oh Lord, is manifest. And see, if you just keep talking, sooner or later what you're saying is going to start to manifest. But it's going to manifest because that's what you really think. That's what you think. 
And see, when you think it and say it, it'll manifest. And so you just keep talking about how blessed you are. God going to do this for me. He said it in such and such, such and such. And it's going to happen for me. See, one scripture I love to use when I'm going through a whole lot of trouble is Romans 8 and 28. Man, I sing it sometimes to myself. All things going to work together for my good. Because I love God. And I'm called. How many know you're called? Know you're chosen. Know God clean you up. He wouldn't have cleaned you up if he wasn't going to cause things to work out for you. How many know God save you? That means you are called. You're chosen. How many know you're redeemed? That means you're called. You're chosen. You ain't perfect. But you know you're chosen. And so you're in the midst of your trouble. You know you're blessed and therefore you can say, you know what, this is going to work out for my good. I ain't got no money, but I'm going to get some because it's going to work out for my good. God going to make me the head. You got to know that you're blessed and you have to Talk. Talk. In the midst of your suffering. In the midst of your what? When you suffer, you're still what? Blessed. I don't feel like it. See, your mind ain't where it need to be. See, sometimes you you have to talk to your mind. Oh, y'all ain't never read the Psalms when uh, David and others would say things like, So! Why are you cast down? Hope in God. Who was he talking to? His mind. In one sense, the soul represents your mind, your feelings, and so forth. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself in order for you to get on the right page. I hear what Pastor said, but I ain't feeling that. Well, you need to talk to yourself so you can feel that. You'll leave here talking about, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. And then it was another time to where, to where everybody that was following David turned against him. Even the preacher turned against. And the scripture says David had to encourage himself in the Lord. He had to make it his business to start sending up Judah to God. Start praising God for himself. Lord, they don't want to join in. I'm going to praise you for myself. And you know what the Lord did? The Lord started talking to David and said, David, they mad at you, but I want you to get, to tell them to get 
on their horses and, and get ready because everything that the enemy done took from y'all is going to be restored. You ain't going to leave. You ain't going to lose nothing. And when, and when all was said and done, not only did God restore to David and, and the men that were mad at him everything, but God gave them some plus or some extra stuff. Whoa, Paul recognized that God was a God of extra stuff. That's the reason he wrote, he will do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. That means when you go through suffering, not only is God going to bring you out of the suffering, but God going to give you double for your trouble. Some of y'all still ain't happy. You ain't read the book of Job. You ain't seen all that suffering Job went through. But then when you get to chapter 42, the Bible is clear that Job received twice as much. After his suffering. As he had in the beginning. And in the beginning, he was the richest man in his area. God said, not only are you going to be the richest man, I'm going I'm to make you more rich. I'm going to cause you to prosper even more so than you were. And he gave him double. For after he went through suffering. How many see the suffering as a benefit? But it has to be because you are connected to God and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing as a child of God. Amen? All right, final thing. In 1 Corinthians 12 and 26, it also talks about people that are honored. And see, I'm going to tell you something. If you suffer, you will eventually be honored. Favor going to be shown to you. Favor is kindness. Theologically, it's when God brings you out of an unfavorable situation. And causes his kindness, his benefits to be placed upon you. When it comes to being honored, contextually, is basically when you receive divine blessings. I'm going to tell you something. Don't ever get mad when you see your brother or your sister get blessed. Don't ever do that. You me tell you why? God is a God that, that just loves to bless corporately. He, he could have just said, hey, Moses, I, I'm, I'm going to do some wonderful things for you. 
You let your kinfolk stay there and suffer. Let Pharaoh do with them whatever. But he said, no, "No, Moses, I'm going to use you, but I'm going to use you because I not only want to do good for you, but I want to do good for Israel. So what I want you to do, I want you to go and tell Pharaoh, let him go. Now, Moses, he ain't going to do it. Matter of fact, he's going to cause them to suffer even more. And see, God allowed that to happen because the Bible says God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. But see, what he was doing, he, he allowed Pharaoh to increase the suffering so that when, when Israel was finally released, they would know how awesome God was as well as how good he was. But listen to this. Pharaoh caused them to suffer, but when God finally released them and placed his favor, his blessings upon them, they, they, they would appreciate it for a minute and then start acting crazy. Y'all like me? I like you too. No, I do. I'm serious. I like you. Yeah. We don't even get to talk face to face much, but I like you. But I'm going to tell you something about you. you. You'll be amazed at folks in here that God done blessed. But then after that blessing get old, They'll tear up the church when God, when God initially blessed them. The service be needing to go on, but they still shout. Why? They just got their blessing. That same person who want to hold up the service six months down the road. You be wondering, have she still got her hands? Cause she done got mouths quiet in the church. And see, that's what Israel did. God would bless them. He, he showed them that Pharaoh was no good. Allowed Pharaoh's heart to be hard and time and time again, just so they would really know that Pharaoh just ain't going to do right. But when they got what God, God got the blessing to them so, but they still didn't understand why God allowed the suffering. He wanted them to get to the point to where they would continually Give him the praise. Wouldn't stop giving him the praise. Wouldn't stop worshiping him. But even though he showed them favor, they would be like a lot of church folk. Up, down. Up, down. Up, and down. And be honest, that, that's some of us, isn't it? Yeah. If I gave you $10,000 right now, you'd tear this church up. If I say, I'll give you 10000 if you'll run around the church seven times. I don't care if your knee hurt. You'll be like. <laughs> but see, God want, God want to bless us. But he want to bless us to the point to where when he blesses us that we stay in that vein. We stay in that blank, that vein. 
But see, some folks can't handle a blessing. They, they think when they get a blessing, now it's time for them to just do something else. That's what Israel did. But see, you'll notice when somebody is honored, not only should the person be happy about it, everybody should be happy. And everybody should stay happy. Why should we stay happy in the church? Because, I'm going to tell you something. God is so good to where a day ain't going to go by to where somebody going to be receiving something. I've seen folk get up here and, and say how good God has, has been to them and so forth and so forth. And some folk would just sit like, He says, when one is honored, I want you to rejoice with them. Just rejoice with them. Because often when God blesses one person, it's going to be the same thing that happened in Israel. He may start with one, but he ain't just going to keep his benefits on that one person. He's going to start blessing everybody that has a connection with that person. But if you don't rejoice with that person, if you're not happy, you're hindering your own blessings. When one is honored, shown appreciation, or blessed by God, be happy. Who? Everybody. Everybody. I like to, to look at folk call when God bless them with something. Especially when, when God bless them with a car that, that's new and ain't nothing wrong with it and they ain't never had cars but something be wrong with it all the time. You've seen folk every time they get a car, something wrong with it. But then God mess around and say, look, I'm going to bless you with a car. You done got one from your uncle. You done got one that folk told you were going to be good. But this time, I'm going to bless you with a car. And then God show them favor. And, and they said, oh, I want, you to, I want you to see the seat. Because they ain't never had a car where the seat worked right. And say, look at the seat. See the seat go back. Then you can bring it up, and then I can tilt it, and then it even got this little button right here where I can I can warm it up. They're happy about the seat. Why? Because God done blessed them with something that they never had. And when you see such like that, don't be like some folk. It's nice, but what is it right here? See, there you go, hey, talking about what is that right there? That don't look right, right? That, no. No, you let it go. They happy, you be happy with them. You rejoice with folk. Why? Because when you do that, you're going to be benefited from it. You can't be happy about God doing your sister good and God not turn around and do good to you. 
The Bible is right when it says you reap what you sow. I'm happy when you get a house. Or whatever God bless you with. I, I do not want to be in a church to where the only one being blessed is the preacher. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't want folk to look at the play right. You know, the one over there being blessed and walk. I don't want to be labeled as the only one at a place of refuge getting blessed. Because I know folk will be just like, they're going to eye me anyway, but they'll be just like, yeah, you know, all them folk over there, he the only one over there that got a nice car. Look at him. Everybody else staying in the project. He the only one got his own house. I want to be labeled like that. Do you? And if we are truly children of God, God going to take care of us. I said, God going to take care of us. I hear you, Walker. I hear you, Walker. I hear you, Walker. Well, I want you to hear me when I take you, when I give you some scripture. Jesus said to the disciples one, one day, and he was talking about that nature. And I'm saying that before I quote what he said. He said to them, he said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. He said, how much more will I give good gifts unto you? See, God will bless you. But I'm going to tell you point blank, the thing that will cause God to release blessings in your life that will be overflowing is when you show how much you appreciate Him. Not only for who He is, but you appreciate Him blessing your brother and your sisters. He'll bless you. Yes, he will. He'll bless you. How many believe that? So you have to rejoice with your brothers and sisters. And, and, and God will turn around and he will do for you what your eyes have not seen. What your ears have not heard. Psalm 133 talk, talks about how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And then gives a couple examples talking about what it is like. And, and, and the examples that, that are given are examples of unity. And see, when he, he talks about your, your honoring uh your brother and sister by rejoicing, it's just talking about unity. And see, with God, when it, when it comes to unity, he'll start blessing one person and he will allow his blessings to just keep coming down. He's going to get everybody. Walk, well, I'm going to start with you, but I, I, I'm going to get everybody. He said, can God do that? You better know he can. Paul so knew about how awesome God was when, when the Philippian church um, sold seed into Paul when he was in jail. God, God was so appreciative because what they did, they showed the man of God appreciation. Because he was in jail 
for the right for the, for righteousness sake. And see, no other churches was helping him. And so they, they, they said, you know what? We ain't got a whole lot. And Paul knew they did. He said, but we're going to take what we got and we're going to send it to Paul. And so what they did, they showed Paul appreciation why he was in jail. And Paul turned around and he, he said, you know what? I, I, I received what y'all sent. And it was a sweet smelling aroma precious and please but then because they showed appreciation he turned around and told them what God was going to do he said my God shape supply get this all your need according to his riches and glory now they just helped him out because he was in jail but because, but because they showed him appreciation, he told them, God going to supply all your need. What I'm trying to tell you, when, when we rejoice with somebody that's being blessed, it's no limit to what God will do for all of us. For, how many believe in corporate blessings? That's the reason you rejoice. You hear about so so and so? She done got she done got her house. She did. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And folks be like, you act like God gave you the house. Well, God is no respect your person. If He done bless her with a house, and here I am in need of a house, it may not be next month. It may not be two months from now, but sooner or later, that same blessing that he put on my sister is going to come my way. And see, that's one reason we have to honor 1 Corinthians 12 and 26. We have to submit to it. Because if we rejoice with who God done showed appreciation, he'll cause the same blessings to come that way. Going back to what Paul said in Philippians 4, look at what happened, except it was in a greater way. Paul was in need in jail. He was in need. And so, because they helped him with his need, Look what God did. Supplied not just one need. He was in he was in need in jail. He supplied all that what? Lord, I'm hope I hope I'm changing mindsets. I'm Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.